Hi gang, thanks for downloading this classic episode of News Fighters. Just a reminder, if you're looking for new original episodes of News Fighters, they're now over on the Irrational Fear podcast feed. So search for Irrational Fear on your podcasting app or go to irrationalfear.com for all new episodes of News Fighters. In the meantime, enjoy this classic News Fighters episode. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. G'day everyone, Dylan from the News Fighters podcast here. And just a reminder, if you want our episodes ad-free and released early, as well as monthly bonus episodes, sign up to our Patreon at patreon.com slash newsfighters. Or if you can't afford an ongoing monthly contribution to help me keep this show going, you can buy me a coffee or several at buymeacoffee.com slash newsfighters. And don't forget to sign up for our free mailing list at newsfighters.com. Now, on with the show. Stan's Pants Radio, Australia's most fair and balanced podcast and network. This is News Fighters. Where we fight the news so you don't have to. With Dylan Behan. Yes, hello everyone. Welcome to News Fighters, the house that Funk built for November 18th, 2022. I'm your host, Dylan Bain, the Matthew Guy of Wacky Clips. Coming up on the show, it's my last regular episode of the year, but I couldn't let the year end without sneaking in a Victorian state election preview. Stick around for that. But first of all, to the never-ending rapprochement tour from our current Prime Minister, Anthony Albanese. A six-year diplomatic deep freeze between Australia and China is over this morning. Our Prime Minister meeting with China's president on the sidelines of the G20 summit. A meeting, six years in the making. Warm, positive, productive. Anthony Albanese says his meeting with President Xi Jinping was a good first step in re-establishing relations with China. President Xi, I look forward to a constructive exchange and dialogue today. That's after talks with Emmanuel Macron, another relationship the Prime Minister says he's had to salvage. One of Australia's most powerful business leaders is already praising the government for a tremendous reset with China. This is a win for Australia. A good summit for Mr Albanese. Wow, people praising our current Prime Minister's diplomatic skills on the world stage. My mind is still blown by this. I don't think I'm ever going to get used to it. I mean, especially not after the last four years of ScoMo's amazing uh, diplomatic wizardry. Australia's relations with China have hit a dangerous new low. Relations between Australia and France have hit a shocking new low. The French president has accused Scott Morrison of lying. Do you think he lied to you? 
I don't think. I know. Relations between China and Australia are worsening. The relationship's a mess, never worse in 30 years. Beijing is refusing to return diplomatic calls made by Canberra. Australia's trade minister struggling to get China to pick up the phone. Scott Morrison also defending his decision not to meet China's new ambassador. That would be a demonstration of weakness on our part. At the G20, a not-so-happy family photo. Scott Morrison looking around for someone anyone to talk to. Bloody hell, remember that? Never a dull moment when ScoMo was on the world stage. Makes Albo seem a little bit boring by comparison. Come on, Albo, call the Sultan of Brunei a pyromaniac or something. The Daily Mail needs some content that isn't reality TV show crap. Anyways, interestingly enough, after the last four years of tough talk from the Coalition on China, they actually seem in favour of the job Albo's doing. Here's uh, Barnaby Joyce and uh, Peter Dutton. Meeting with President Xi, if that happens, is a great step. And I, I know the wine exporters I was talking to merely last week from Mildura I certainly want to see something happen with the, the unnecessary embargoes that we have on our products. Well, we certainly welcome uh, the meeting and uh, the approach that I've taken since I became leader of the Liberal Party is uh, to provide bipartisan support to the government, particularly when it comes to international relations, the engagement uh, in our region, but with world leaders otherwise, uh, is incredibly important. And it's also important that uh, when the Prime Minister's on the world stage, that uh, we provide support. Yes, good to see Dutton and the Liberals having some consistency against Labor here. No, just kidding. Remember back in February when they accused them of having a Manchurian candidate? Scott Morrison is dialing his China rhetoric to 11. Prime Minister, we got another Manchurian candidate. Microphones turned off before the Prime Minister completed his sentence, in which he accused the Deputy Labour leader of being a Manchurian candidate. My government will never be the preferred partner of a foreign government, Mr Speaker, that has chose to intimidate this country and has sought to threaten this country. I will never be their candidate. And that ministers believe there is an electoral dividend in casting Labor as pandering to the Chinese Communist Party. It goes to his weakness on China. This job is all about strength, Mr Speaker, and this is a very weak leader of the Labor Party. Yes, a very weak leader of the Labor Party who's potentially just gone and got Aussie wine and barley back onto Chinese menus. How weak is that? Anyways, I have to say I do miss all the drama of when ScoMo was on the world stage. In fact, the only drama that exists now still relates to ScoMo. It's when Albo lays a boot into him for how bad he was at all this stuff. And one of the things that I've said is that we need to uh, not try to uh, score domestic political points through our international relations. Uh, I deal with things in Australia's national interest. Oh, come on, Albo. There's no need to be so arrogant. Maybe you're wrong. Maybe ScoMo lying to the French and uh, pissing off the Chinese was in Australia's national interest. Tell you what, it was at least in the national interest of Australia's comedy writers, that's for sure. Your professionalism and skillful diplomacy is boring for us. Now, go Dak Macron or something. Now on to the Victorian state election. It's due to be held on Saturday, November 26th, but unfortunately, I'm about to go overseas on a holiday. So I figured instead of doing my usual uh, election night uh, recap uh, segment, I'd just go ahead and do like an election preview episode. I mean, looking at the polls, the results are kind of so one-sided, it's pretty clear that Labor has this in the bag. So I figure I can just do the whole thing ahead of time. I mean, the only thing this episode is going to miss that a results episode has is some hilarious Anthony Green election night touchscreen bloopers. So if you're missing them, here's some classics for you. We'll factor in a few more. <sighs> Sorry, I hit the wrong button. It's the first time all night I've hit the wrong button. There you go. <laughs> Got some funny buttons here. Nope. 
I've lost my receipt run. Let me go to... Sorry, I lost... If the swing... Oh, uh, wouldn't you know, after all these rehearsals. Let me go back to the start there. Nope. This is live television, folks. Uh, let me see, this is the leader's display here. Let me get rid of that, leaders. I think I've broken it. Anyways, for those of you who haven't been paying attention, the Victorian election is between uh, Premier and Labour leader Dan Andrews, who is probably best known on this show uh, for this amazing statement of hubris he delivered uh, when New South Wales was in lockdown last year. We have seen off two Delta outbreaks. I don't think there's a jurisdiction in the world that has been able to achieve that, and every Victorian should be proud of that. And you won't believe what happened a week later, you can probably guess. Yes, Dictator Dan, of course, is known for being responsible for... The longest lockdowns in the world. The longest lockdown in the world. The world's longest lockdown. The most lockdown city in the world. Yes, not counting Inca in northern Chile, possibly Manila and Buenos Aires, the year-long indoor dining bans in Toronto, Montreal and Los Angeles, or forgetting about the fact that most of the final lockdown was the fault of SCOMO for not ordering enough vaccines. But yes, all of COVID is definitely Dictator Dan's fault. While we're speaking about COVID, I still haven't had the chance to play you this hilarious clip I found uh, from July this year, uh, which is the Victorian Health Minister encouraging mask wearing. I made a decision based on the advice that I had received that mandating further mandating of masks was not the most effective way to get the message out about the importance of mask wearing. Yes, that's right. The most effective way to encourage mask wearing is to legally discourage mask wearing. Good job. Anyways, Dictator Dan is up against Liberal leader Matthew Guy, who he previously beat at the 2018 election, and also who's probably most famous outside of Victoria for uh, this remark earlier in the year when he eulogised Her Majesty the Queen alongside a slightly more mythical royal figure. In all those monarchs from figures well-known, King Arthur, Henry VIII and so on, the longest reigning of them all was Queen Elizabeth II. Yeah, maybe next time uh, get your scriptwriters to at least check Wikipedia first, if you can. Matthew, stupid head guy. At least I assume that's what your middle name is. I, I didn't have time to check Wikipedia. Anyways, there's another thing that Matthew Guy is remembered for, particularly by uh, Labor activists, and it's a scandal with a rhyming name. Nor will it stop questions about Mr Guy's now infamous lobster with a mobster. But a few Labor supporters were up to their old tricks as well, dressing up with lobsters. After they were greeted by protesters dressed as giant lobsters. A call back to Mr Guy's lobster dinner with alleged mafia boss Tony Modaffrey in 2017. Yes, lobster with a mobster, and Labor's wheeling out uh, protesters uh, dressed in lobster suits to uh, liberal events there. And I have to say, I hope Labor is paying those protesters in lobster suits award wages. I bet Dan Andrews would hate to see a, a wage theft scandal on a current affair next week involving crustacean-suited international students singing B-52 songs, not getting paid their super or something. You know, again. Anyways, this guy named Guy, uh, when he was re-elected Liberal leader in September last year, offered this amazing insight as to why he's the right man to topple Dan Andrews. Do you really reckon you can win? Yep, absolutely. Matthew Guy wouldn't say why he was the better person to face up to Daniel Andrews. And you can do the character assessment. Okay, we will. You're boring and behind in the polls. Seriously, what is it with these leaders? Dan Andrews looks like the nerd friend your older brother would invite around in high school because he was the only one who knew how to fix the computer, while Matthew Guy looks like the nerd in the high school debating team who would unironically wear a tie in high school thinking it would attract the ladies. Ugh. It's a nerd fest. It's Battle of the Nerds in Victoria. It's a total nerd fest.
Anyways, this week, uh, Dan Andrews was asked why he should be re-elected and he didn't exactly offer an amazing reason for it. You've got a health system in crisis and a record debt. Do you deserve another term? Well, our health system uh, is made up by nurses and ambos and doctors, and I'm very proud of them. Yeah, thanks, Dan. Good stuff. It's a bit like in a job interview if someone asks, why are you the right man for the job? And you go, because of the great co-workers. Anyways, onto the election issues themselves, and you'd think that one of the biggest issues for voters this election would be the holes in the state finances. Victoria's budget deficit has blown out by a staggering half a billion dollars in just the last 10 days. The problem is that public investment is leaving the state with a skyrocketing debt, predicted to climb from $73 billion to more than $165 billion by 2026. Victoria's debt is higher than... New South Wales, Queensland and Tasmania combined. But amazingly, all voters seem to care about are the holes in the state's roads. Potholes are, uh, I'd say, one of the major issues that that are uh, raised by the local community with me. And the roads out here are riddled with potholes. There's a lot of um, potholes and stuff. Potholes. Yeah. Lisa Dawson drove through a pothole she measured at 30 centimetres deep. It actually sliced my tyre in four places, like someone had actually just got a knife and sliced four places. Again, proving all politics is local because you're not likely to be late for work due to $165 billion state debt, but a pothole definitely will do it. So anyways, with all this debt piling up, you'd think that Dan Andrews and Labor would maybe ease off on the big spending promises this election, wouldn't you? Well, you'd be wrong. Labor's promising free car rego for training apprentices if re-elected. Graduating nurses and midwives will get a $5,000 bonus just for getting a job if Daniel Andrews is re-elected. The Andrews government will pay for 10,000 Commonwealth-supported nursing and midwifery degrees, each worth $16,500. $170 million to be spent on improving TAFE facilities. For $71 million, the Premier's promising 20 new women's health clinics, $207 million for special needs schools, $70 million in promises for better maternity services. But they'll spend $42 million on installing 100 neighbourhood batteries across the state. $13 million for six new off-leash dog parks to announce a million dollars for the Port Melbourne Bowls Club. Labor extending the power-saving bonus. An extra $250 for every Victorian household. The first one cost four hundred. $155 million. Typical big spending labour. Thank God. Matthew Guy and those financially conservative liberals know how to tighten their belts. They're not going to promise too much spending this election. Right? The state opposition today announced its biggest health spend yet. $2.4 billion to upgrade the Alfred Hospital. The Liberal Party is hoping a $100 saving on water bills will win votes. Promising $6 million to the McGrath Foundation for more breast cancer nurses. If elected, Matthew Guy's government will offer 750 women grants of $7,000 for IVF treatment and egg freezing. The opposition is pledging to cut rideshare taxes if elected, the coalition promising to scrap supply charges on energy bills for six months. People wanting to get into their first home won't pay any stamp duty for 12 months. As the opposition pledged $10 million to grassroots gymnastics. Riding around the streets of Labour-held Sunbury, promising $160 million to establish 45 extra routes. Yes, good spending cuts there. Financially conservative liberals, good 
Good job. And speaking of routes, it turns out that it's not just bus routes that the Liberals are looking for. Bikini-clad models and porn star pages have been linked to the public social media accounts of senior Liberals. Matthew Guy choosing to ignore a trail of Facebook, Instagram, Twitter and TikTok likes, linking senior Liberals and candidates to photos of bikini-clad women and OnlyFans performers. I'll let you be the judge of that. You can make commentary on that. I'm not interested in who likes what on social media. And then there's a bunch of promises from the Victorian Liberals that are so left-wing that even Fidel Castro would be like, uh, I think you better rein it in a little bit there, you know. The opposition's pledged $300 million to trial a free lunch program in government schools for two years. Students would have to opt in to receive the meals designed by university nutritionists and made by local cafes using Victorian-grown fruit and veg. $500 vouchers would be given to 32,000 priority patients, halving the dental waiting list within two years. The Liberal Party has announced a plan to slash public transport fares in Melbourne and regional centres if it wins next month's state election. Opposition leader Matthew Guy says all daily fares would be capped at $2. $2 flat fare public transport fee, $1 concession. What kind of a socialist utopia is this? Free lunches from cafes, halving the dental waiting list, $2 a day public transport. In New South Wales it cost me $18 to go to the beach the other day and that was on an off-peak Sunday. You want to know how left-wing the Liberals' public transport policy is? It's actually more left-wing and radical than the Victorian Greens' public transport policy. Meanwhile, the Greens were in Melbourne promising a climate ticket, which would grant free public transport to those under 21 and a maximum fare of $3 for everyone else. Yes, that's right. Only in Victoria are the Greens the sensible economic managers when it comes to public transport policies. What kind of a bizarro socialist utopia is this place? I'd just live on a tram. Two dollars a day, I'd live on the tram. Anyways, if you're worried about how the Liberals are going to pay for all this, don't worry, Matthew Guy has a plan. One, we've said no new taxes, and no new taxes means no new taxes. We've committed to no new taxes. We're going to stand by that. Oh, no, he doesn't. My bad. Yes, there's so many uh, liberal policies this election. Some of them are a little bit disconcerting. Like I saw this one that instead of hiring more doctors, they have a high-tech solution. To help free up hospital beds, the opposition announced a $66 million plan to install eight robots that assist with keyhole surgery on cancer patients. Yes, that's right. Robot doctors. What could possibly go wrong? I can just imagine how it might play out now. Hello, what medical procedure are you here for today? Uh, just a checkup, thanks. Did you say head removal? If so, say yes. No, no, just a checkup. Head removal it is. Please remove any sunglasses no, no. and hats. Ah! Meanwhile, over on the other side of politics, some of Dan Andrews' policy proposals would also find a home in Castro's Cuba, like renationalizing key electricity assets. Putting power back in public hands, the centre of the Premier's pitch to the party faithful. We'll return government ownership of energy. Electricity is for people, not for profit, so that we can drive down power bills uh, by taking the profit, the private, greedy, corporate profit out of your power bill. And those companies, and this is not to blame those companies, their job is to look after shareholders. They haven't, they've certainly done that, but they haven't looked after pensioners and families. What the hell is Dan Andrews proposing that important essential services should be there to serve the people and not just make a profit for their rich shareholders? He's gone mad. 
Man, I tell you, doesn't he know what country he lives in? Doesn't he know who actually runs politics in this country? The last politician I saw propose some kind of madcap scheme like this was Jeremy Corbyn in the UK with the railways, and he, he got turfed out without winning a single election. And it's not just renationalising electricity, he also wants to renationalise tampons. While Labor's pledged $34 million for 1,500 free sanitary pad and tampon machines in public locations, including libraries and train stations. Women and girls not just at school, but right across the community can have access to the period products that they need completely free of charge. Yes, that's right. Dan Andrews wants to make free tampons and pads accessible for women across Victoria. In my opinion, a great policy, long overdue. But my absolute favourite thing about this policy is that it caused Sky News' Chris Kenny to have a complete mental breakdown. This is just extraordinary. Now, of course, some people will say that as a man, I don't have a right to have an opinion on this. But, you know, if they want to say that, then they should just consider that I'm identifying as a woman for the duration of this conversation. What has he done? He has promised to supply free tampons and pads to all women all the time. That's right. More free stuff for no particular reason. Look, this is something generations of schoolgirls coped without but suddenly free tampons and pads were supplied at schools. Now, you could make arguments for or against this, of course. What? Nobody would make an argument against this, Chris Kenny. Nobody. I think we can all agree that women not bleeding everywhere is good for all of us. Only a complete psychopath would argue, well, forget about the women bleeding. It's the taxpayers bleeding that's more important. <laughs> Jesus Christ, where does Sky News find these people? Anyways, Chris Kenny continued his insane argument to its illogical conclusion, where, of course, he became accidentally left-wing. Think about the logic here. Anything that's a necessity and not a luxury now should be supplied by government for free? I mean, food is a necessity, not a luxury. Why doesn't the government supply everyone with free food? What about transport? What about shoes? We all need shoes. They're not a luxury. Why doesn't Andrews give everybody free shoes? And clothes. Hand out the free clothes too. Yes, Chris Kenny, you're finally getting it. People shouldn't be left to starve to death or have to walk to work 50 kilometres naked. You know why? Because that's what a society is. Next week you'll be realising maybe education should be free for everyone too. Anyways, in conclusion, this election, Victoria... You've got some big choices to make. On the one hand, you've got some big spending socialists. And on the other hand, you've got some big spending socialists with big ears. Yes, on the left, you've got the Labor Party with their renationalizing of state-owned enterprises, free education for nurses, and $250 for every household. And also on the left, you've got the Victorian Liberals with their free school lunches and $2 a day public transport. Well, you know, there's always the economically conservative mainstream party. The Greens! 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. G'day everyone, Dylan from the News Fighters podcast here. Now it's getting to be that time of the year where we look back and reflect and decide to give money to the podcasts we like to listen to. So how about you give me money at patreon.com slash newsfighters to say thanks for a great show, I really enjoyed it this year, keep making it. Once again, patreon.com slash newsfighters. Thanks again, goodbye. Alrighty, that's episode 117 of News Fighters, the best one yet. Thanks for listening. That's the last regular episode for the year. But stick around because in December I've got two year in review episodes coming up in a fortnight. Comedian and comedy writer extraordinaire Beck Melrose is stopping by to sum up her thoughts on the year. And then sometime after that I'm going to have uh, Stefan stopping by with his take on showbiz and entertainment. And I'll look back at some of the big stories of the year with me a huge thank you to everyone who's tuned in this year don't forget keep subscribing we're on youtube at youtube.com slash newsfighters where i just released my segment on rishi sunak which is going absolutely gangbusters on there uh so jump on the youtube channel to see that it was also featured in our patreon bonus episode so if you want to listen to any of our bonus episodes make sure you jump on our patreon at patreon.com slash newsfighters and jump on it soon because they might not be available for much longer. Also, uh, my November bonus episode on Patreon is five previously unreleased pilots back-to-back from the very first days of News Fighters through to, uh, in 2020, I did some quick turnaround pilots. I think you'll really enjoy them if you love the show. So jump on our Patreon to listen to those. If you also want to support the show, you can buy me a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash newsfighters. Or if you don't want to have any fees, there's a link in the show notes. It's co-fee slash newsfighters. That's the fee-free one. Uh, Anyways, as always, Newsfighters refuses to advertise on Facebook. So please sign up to our newsletter at newsfighters.com where in a couple of weeks I'll be releasing the plan for what's happening for Newsfighters next year. We're coming back in 2023 in a slightly different location. I can't say anything more, but sign up to our newsletter at newsfighters.com or follow us on social media. We're on Twitter and Instagram at Newsfighters Pod. All right, that's it. Don't forget, everyone in Victoria, go vote early on or before November 26th. You don't need an excuse. You can just rock up and vote early. How good is that? It's not an election day anymore, and it's an election fortnight. Anyways, as always, thanks for listening. Keep fighting, and bye for now. This is Newsfighters, where we fight the news so you don't have to. So anyways, with all this debt piling up, you'd think Dan Andrews and Labor... Uh, oh, yeah. 
G'day everyone, Dylan again from the News Fighters podcast here. Now a lot of people say to me, Dylan, why do you spend hundreds and thousands of hours every year sacrificing your career and your home life and your family and friend relationships to make News Fighters? And the answer is because I love you, the listener, and I love wacky clips, but I need money to live and eat food. So please, support my Patreon at patreon.com slash newsfighters or buy me a coffee at buy me a coffee. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. I love you. Kissy, kissy. Mwah, mwah, mwah.